Welcome to Healthy Living. I'm Lori Johnson. Thanks for joining us. Today our topic is food and how food can affect our mental health. My guest is Dr. Uma Naidu, author of the book, This is Your Brain on Food, an indispensable guide to the surprising foods that fight depression, PTSD, ADHD, anxiety, OCD, and more. Dr. Naidu, great to see you. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Lori. It's always lovely to talk with you. So you are a nutritional psychiatrist. You combine your medical degree uh, with nutrition, and then also you are a professional chef as well. So talk about how all three of these things combine to very, your very unique job. Certainly driven by the fact that I love food, and I did, did so from an early age. Came from a family that was uh, really steeped in science, but also healthy eating. Lots of physicians in my family, but also Ayurvedic practitioners. And I realized in medical school and even early in residency that we were not asking enough questions about what people were eating. And in psychiatry residency, where I was being asked to learn and prescribe medications that had devastating health effects, whilst they did help symptoms like depression and even psychotic disorders and more were very important and life-saving. They also had side effects, but no one was talking about lifestyle measures like what we eat. And I really felt that was a gap. And I learned early on from a patient that it was so important to interpret information about nutrition to, uh, to them so that they understood little tweaks they could make in their diet. This then led to me following, um, studying nutrition more. And also uh, my, my journey to culinary school had a lot to do with Julia Childs and the fact that she was someone I watched and admired. Uh, and she lived in the Boston area uh, in her later years uh, in Cambridge. So it was honestly a way to for me to learn more about food. Um, and I was very fortunate in being able to put together psychiatry training, nutrition uh, studies, as well as the culinary arts in the clinic that I founded at the hospital where I work. And that really was the birth of starting to bring this field forward um, in, in the United States. Are very many people in the mental health field talking about diet or is it really just you? I can't say, uh, Lori, that all doctors, especially psychiatrists, are practicing that way. But integrative medicine doctors, functional medicine doctors, and lifestyle and lifestyle psychiatry practitioners are actually really starting to speak more about this. I wouldn't call it mainstream, but I would say there's much more awareness than when I started. What do those health practitioners that you just mentioned know that, that other doctors really that might not know as far as the impact of food on their patients who are suffering from various mental health problems? Not as many of them know that impact, but using my book, This Is Your Brain on Food, we also designed a course for clinicians, an academic course at Harvard at Mass General Hospital that helps to train clinicians to learn more. Um, because outside of that, doctors are really not studying nutrition. So many of those clinicians are quite lost 
when asked to uh, do these types of evaluations. So training is a big part of it um, and understanding that gut-brain connection is a big part of it and being able to translate the nutrition information even into a simple recipe that you can share with the patient becomes really important in helping them understand that the way that we eat is not just about our weight or our waistline, but it's also about our mental well-being. Well, mental health uh, experts, physicians, but also others are very science-oriented. They're very results. They're very research-oriented, and they want right. to know the facts. They want to know what kind of research you have to support this notion that your diet really can help or hinder your mental health. Can you talk a little about the, the actual science involved? Several decades ago, um, we would not have known what we know now because there's been a lot of research in the gut microbiome and that gut-brain connection. But let me also point out that Hippocrates, you know, the, mod the father of modern medicine, um, mentioned this connection eons ago. So he hinted at it in things that he spoke about, but really the science and the research had to follow. That has occurred really in the last two decades. And understanding that gut-brain connection and more about the gut microbiome has helped us understand the food-mood connection. Now, what do I mean by that? The gut and the brain are two separate parts of the body, but they are connected by um, the vagus nerve, which allows for an anatomical connection and a two-way text messaging system transmitting uh, messages around neurotransmitters, which are related to our mood and our mental health. But it goes beyond that. These two organ systems start from the exact same cells in the human embryo. And so they are, you know, inextricably connected throughout our lives. And these two organs also are associated with the gut microbiome. You have trillions of microbes that live in the gut microbiome, and they take care of things like sleep and circadian rhythm, which is our internal body clock, immunity, 70% of our immune system is in the gut, um, hormone production, vitamin production, um, managing you know, infections, but also our mental well-being and more. So they are very active uh, in terms of our well-being. So the science of the gut microbiome and a healthy gut actually leads to us having less anxiety and a healthy mood. And then there's research really showing us how the digestive process of food is impacting these microbes, how positive or negative breakdown substances are made in the gut by these little microbes that, you know, if you're eating more of a fast food diet and that's what you'll you, you eat, well, the breakdown products are going to be more toxic. But if you're eating a healthier diet for most of the time, you are going to be fending off inflammation and having healthy breakdown products of digestion in your gut. So that's just one way that we start to understand and uncover the science behind it. There's several mechanisms and there's more research as well. So you did mention uh, pharmaceutical interventions and um, things to help treat various mental health issues. And uh, are you suggesting replace a healthy diet or augmenting their prescriptions? That's a great question. I would never suggest, you know, eliminating or to removing one form of treatment because as a psychiatrist, I've seen that those can be very valuable and in fact, life-saving to some individuals. So this is meant to really be an additional tool 
in your toolkit. So if you're taking a medication that your doctor is prescribing, uh, you're engaging in psychotherapy that is helpful. Maybe you have a health coach and you're doing other things to help your mental well-being, like exercise or practicing prayer. Um, a center of spirituality has been has been helpful to many individuals, or even have a mindfulness practice. All of those things count. Food and nutrition is a lifestyle factor. It's an easy thing because we all eat. We eat several times a day. Why not we sort of improve how we're doing that to bolster and help our mental well-being? There are also individuals who are not so severely uh, depressed or anxious that they can, they may not be on a medication and they may come to my practice to see me to actually engage in lifestyle measures like nutrition first. And, and there's a place for that too. Uh, so not everyone in my practice is taking a medication, but it's really meant to work together with whatever else you're doing. So can you talk about some real life examples of patients who have benefited from changing their diet from an unhealthy one to a healthy one and have seen various results? Um, I mentioned a patient earlier on that kind of taught me the importance of being able to interpret nutrition. And let's call him bold for, for the sake of today. Early on in my training, I was learning psychiatric medications and Bill returned to my office very upset with me, saying that I'd caused him to gain weight because of a medication I prescribed called Prozac, which is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. And in fact, one of the potential side effects is weight gain. However, he had not been on it very long. And I knew from the data on my computer that we had not caused him through this medication to gain weight. He was a little heavy before that. But when he came into my office, Roy, he had a massive cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee, a favorite in the Northeast, and I was distracted by the cup. And I said to him, as he explained why he was upset, um, I said to him, well, well, stop for a second. I'm hearing what you're saying, but tell me what you put in your coffee today. And he proceeded to tell me, and what it was was more than a quarter cup of processed, ultra-processed creamer. Uh, which had colorants and fillers and, and stabilizers in it, and eight teaspoons of sugar. So to make a point to him, I quickly got on the computer and we calculated the number of calories that he was consuming before he had even had his breakfast. And he understood that just that level of processed cream and sugar was such a, uh, were causing him problems and probably one of the elements contributing to weight gain that he wasn't even thinking about because he was thinking, what was he eating? And when I explained this to him and he saw that he was consuming empty calories, but that he could do this differently and he learned something, his eyes lit up. And that really, to me, was a light bulb moment as well, because I felt if he can make that change based on an explanation um, of nutrition, it would help him. He, he subsequently stayed on the same dose of medication, worked well with me, and we also helped him to lose weight and improve his metabolic health. So that was a great example of making an impact where someone understood some nutrition information. We're going to take a break and be right back with Dr. Uma Naidu. The book is called This Is Your Brain on Food. Stay tuned. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel. 
Now available at CBNRadio.com. Watch breaking news, in-depth exclusive stories and programs from health to entertainment. You won't find anywhere else the CBN News Channel, a perspective you can trust. Enjoy credible news reporting from around the world. Discover inspiring programs and stories of hope, all in one place from a Christian perspective. The CBN News Channel, a perspective you can trust. To watch the CBN News Channel, download the app or visit CBNNewsChannel.com. Life, it's meant to be lived fully. Jesus said it, I came to give you life. Life to the fullest. Life in your family. Life in your finances. Life in your body, mind, and spirit. Life in your everyday. At CBN.com, we're taking what Jesus said seriously. We're here to help you discover life. Life. Live it fully. CBN.com. Welcome back to Healthy Living, and we are continuing our discussion with Dr. Uma Naidu. The book is called This Is Your Brain on Food. And so can you talk about some of the specific things I noticed in your book, you listed so many of them, that help our brain, help our mood, things like uh, omega-3s. And one thing that really caught my eye was magnesium. Can you talk a little bit more about right. magnesium, the benefits of magnesium, and what foods might contain magnesium? Uh, that's a that's a great question. So you know, it turns out that magnesium is a very important nutrient to have in our bodies. It's a mineral, and it is involved in about three hundred enzyme and biochemical reactions in our body. And it turns out that several Americans may be deficient. Now, that doesn't mean we should all be taking a supplement. I always say, test, don't guess. So speak to your doctor see if you need a supplement. But you can also get magnesium from food. There are some foods that we love to eat, like avocados that are, you know, uh, uh, healthy and, and that you can get multiple benefits from. I'll go into that in a moment. Um, but magnesium can be something you can also just easily start to eat through your diet. One source are leafy greens. We've heard a lot of good data, especially recently, about adding in those green salads and leafy greens because they're rich in so many nutrients that our bodies need, but they're also rich in magnesium. Nuts and seeds, great source of fiber, but also have magnesium. Um, different legumes and whole grains um, are actually good and have magnesium as well. So these are things that you can start to lean into in uh, in in a real way. Um, you know, they can also be found in things like salmon uh, and pumpkin seeds. So you get from one food, you get so many benefits, but magnesium is found in these. And you really did make a point of uh, highlighting omega-3 fatty acids. Can you talk about that a little and how that can help our brain, our mood? Yes. So 
Yes, so omega-3 fatty acids have a really good amount of research data behind them in improving mood, but also having properties like being anti-inflammatory and bringing the body uh, really good nutrition, but also good nutrition for the brain. Now, they can be found in things like fatty fish, and I have a mnemonic called SMASH that many of us use for salmon, mackerel, uh, anchovies, uh, sardines, and herring, but you can get omega-3s from a lot of different seafoods. But say that you don't consume seafood or you don't enjoy seafood, you can also get it from some plant-based sources, chia seeds, uh, walnuts, um, uh, algae, seaweed, and you can also take a supplement if needed uh, with an, uh, using an algal oil supplement to make up for that. So they bring really some wonderful brain benefits based on what they contain and those healthy omega-3 fats. I noticed in your book you sort of, um, you, you don't re really say a blanket statement like all fruits and vegetables are good for all mental health disorders. You do sort of break things down. Can you talk about what things might be better for people, for example, have OCD or other people who might have uh, PTSD, ADHD? Are there certain foods that are better for those disorders? Definitely. So let's take ADHD, for example. A lot of people, especially after COVID, struggle with focus and, and it's difficult to kind of use and harness our attention. It turned out that research showed that if you do have ADHD or problems with concentration and attention, it becomes really important to start your day right with breakfast. Many people may engage for health reasons or other reasons in intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating, but breakfast was found to be important. And if an individual has ADHD, they may sometimes take a medication that suppresses appetite. So that becomes important to understand, always have or prepare healthy breakfast to go along with it. Also things like polyphenols, specifically berries, cherries, things like onions, kale, coffee, and even green tea can help focus. And don't forget um, zinc and magnesium, but also vitamins uh, B1 and C. So there are lots of foods now that can contain these that can help you with your um, with with your attention. But if we were then to switch to conditions like OCD, one important thing that I uncovered was that in the, in studies, certain things like even healthy foods that contain a substance called glutamates can actually worsen these symptoms. And there are some, some ingredients in foods that are not unhealthy, uh, fish sauce, tomato sauce, miso, which is actually a fermented soybean paste, which is great because of the fermentation process and otherwise healthy. But if a person has OCD, they may want to be careful with even some of these healthy foods, which I then mm -hmm. list in the book. Mm -hmm. So one might, might just want to be careful in those instances. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. All right, we're going to take another quick break and be right back with Dr. Uma Naidu. The book is called This Is Your Brain on Food. Stay tuned. Too often, we carry baggage from our past. You know what it's like. It affects everything and everyone in our lives. It's always there, weighing us down and keeping us from achieving true happiness. But do you know God never meant for us to be trapped in the past? You can be free of your baggage. Learn how God's forgiveness leads to changed lives and new beginnings. Call the 700 Club. I'm Ephraim Graham, and this is Studio 5. Cruise with me as I discover the good things happening in the world of music, sports, television, and movies. 
the fact that Ryan Coogler was going to be directing the film, I knew that something special was going to happen. We'll chat with artists at the forefront of entertainment and explore the connection between popular culture and faith. I asked my pastor, I said, well, does that mean I'm supposed to be a preacher? He says, well, no, you already have a pulpit. Wednesday night at 8.30 on the CBN News Channel. Takun Olam. This is our nature as a country. To make the world a better place. Literally, we felt the earth shaking. The Christian Broadcasting Network presents To Life. How Israeli volunteers are changing the world. This film needs to be seen by everyone. I was in tears. Now you can own the inspiring documentary to life on DVD. There is blood on our hands if we know and we walk away. I'm so grateful that this film was made. To life can be yours for a gift of $10 or more. Call 1-800-700-7000 or log on to CBN.com. We know that every minute counts to save life. It'll uh, bless Israel, but it'll also bless all the friends of Israel. Discover the untold story of how Israeli volunteers are making the world a better place. Call 1-800-700-7000 or log on to CBN.com to get your copy today. We're talking with Dr. Uma Naidu about the book, This Is Your Brain on Food. And Dr. Naidu, uh, talk about some of the other things that can be harmful. You know, we, we, we love to eat things like brownies and, and ice cream sundaes. When we're depressed, they're called comfort foods. So it's sort right. of confusing to think that they don't make us feel better because they really do in the moment. That's correct. In the moment is the catchphrase there, Lauren. I'm so glad you asked that because those foods actually in the moment help us feel good. And let me explain to you in a second why. The brownies, the chocolates, the ice cream, the candy, the fried foods, um, you know, if you're choosing extra, extra dark natural chocolate, now there's a whole other type of food that's good for your brain, but a candy bar is quite different. In the moment, there's a way in which you do feel good when you eat those foods, but the long term effects are really not good for your brain. And that's herein lies the reason that I say, you know, the treats that we consider treats may actually mistreat your brain. It's not that I don't want people to ever have a piece of birthday cake on their birthday or enjoy something on occasion, but these not, shouldn't be the foods we depend on. Because even if you think they're lifting up your depression, they're actually not. Your body is actually getting a sugar high and then crashing. There's all sorts of things happening with your metabolism that are not good for you. But ultimately, even the neurons in your brain may be impacted. And that's a reason to just, you know, try to vary bringing in healthy foods as well and understanding that you may think of it as a comfort food, but it may not be the best for your brain. Do you see people who are depressed and have anxiety and they start eating healthy and they feel so much better just from their diet alone? I, I see it all the time. And I see them start with giving up, say, one unhealthy habit. Say they picked it up during the pandemic and they wanted to comfort themselves and they ate ice cream every night. And if we can find a healthy recipe, say, made from fruit that replaces that, I will get calls and, and, and emails coming back to me saying, you know, I'm feeling calmer, I am sleeping better, and I'm enjoying my food. I found something that's delicious as well. And once in a while, of course, have that bowl of ice cream that you're looking for. But people notice the difference. And often it's starting with that one habit 
that they need to adjust mm -hmm. and also convince themselves then they want to do more. Yes. All right. And we're going to take one final break and be right back with Dr. Uma Naidu. The book is This Is Your Brain on Food. It's the new Superbook Bible app. It's packed with games, activities, and Superbook episodes that you can watch for free. There's trivia, a fun daily devotional, and answers to your Bible questions. Plus, an easy-to-understand Bible the whole family will enjoy. You can even create your own Superbook character. Ta-da! It's the new Superbook Bible app. Free downloads on iTunes, Google Play, and Amazon. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord God, with this movement Jesus. of getting the Bible, yes. Lord, into public schools. Watch the prayer link. Tuesday morning at 7.30 on the CBN News Channel. Get Protect Your Sleep and discover how to improve the quality of your life. A free DVD or booklet from the Christian Broadcasting Network. If you're not a great sleeper, you can do things to make yourself a great sleeper. If you're already a pretty good sleeper, you can enhance your sleep and be even better. Five leading experts help remove the obstacles between you and restorative sleep. When you don't get a restful night's sleep, you wake up with an accumulation of stress. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com to get your free DVD or booklet today. Everything you do, you do better with a good night's sleep. You'll discover how food affects your sleep, how to put insomnia to rest, explore effective remedies for sleep apnea, and much more in Protect Your Sleep. Wake up to your best life and get Protect Your Sleep today. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to CBN.com to get your free DVD or booklet. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the work of your spirit, Lord God, with this movement Jesus. of getting the Bible, yes. Lord, into public schools. Watch the prayer link. Tuesday morning at 7.30 on the CBN News Channel. Welcome back, and we're talking with Dr. Uma Naidu, author of the book, This Is Your Brain on Food. And Dr. Naidu, here's the $64,000 question. How do people do the right thing? There are those of us who know what we should be eating, and yet at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we make the wrong decision. How do we develop, I guess the, the word might be self-discipline, self-control, you know, sometimes I think we, we it, it is actually uh, 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 an expensive question, but, you know, I think it's, it's about each of us as an individual. We're not all the same. And if you or I may be struggling with something that we, are, we know is not a healthy habit, I often ask people to start there because they have awareness of it. And when you think about just the psychology of eating and how you want people to start to make a change, like the ice cream idea I spoke about, it's what can you do, even one thing that you can change to start feeling a little bit better. Because once you change one thing, it becomes easier to make healthy habits 
in other meals of your day or other food groups that you're adding in. And you can still, you know, have the, the foods that you look forward to and enjoy. But I have seen clinically how by adding in those leafy greens, by adding in those colorful vegetables, by adding in the omega-3 rich foods, all of those really help someone feel better. And cutting back on the ice cream and some of those, as you're adding in healthy foods, can create a great balance um, to move us forward. But you have to have awareness that something is wrong uh, or that you're not feeling good. And if you're willing to use food as one of the tools in your toolkit, you can start there. Dr. Naidu, this is, uh, has been such a great conversation. I'm sorry we're out of time. How can people find out more about you? Thanks, Gloria. You can find me on my website and please sign up for my newsletter where I share new research and information on food every single week. It's at umanaidumd.com. You can also follow me on social media at D-R-U-M-A-N-A-I-D-O-O. And you can also check out my upcoming book there, as well as This Is Your Brain on Food, where there's an actual link when you can buy it at your closest bookseller or online. All right. We look forward to your book coming out at the end of the year. Thank you once again, Dr. Naidu. It was wonderful to speak with you. Thanks, Lori. Always a pleasure. Take care. And thanks to you for tuning into this edition of Healthy Living. I'm Lori Johnson, and we'll see you again next week.